You are listening to the James Carpenter Podcast Show, episode number 21. I enjoy doing these podcasts because I feel like in a way it's a small coaching session. I get, I get to draw upon the information and insights where I'm able to interact with you know, one-on-one coaching with my clients. And then if I'm noticing patterns, I'm then able to you know, bundle that together, especially if I'm noticing the similar struggle or conflict or the same questions being asked into, I get to wrap that up into a single podcast and then deliver it, you know, for the same people who I coach, right? So they can come back and listen to it. But then at the same time, for others who may not have had the opportunity to speak with me directly or who are only just now finding me. So it's great. And I love doing it because it's this information that's just freely shared, right? That we're all after. It's a similar goal when it comes to wanting to be in a healthy relationship. And especially when it comes to uh, like having a healthy mindset, when it comes to our health and our lifestyle, you know, and I I talk a lot about um, avoiding or escaping the calorie trap because it's not a game. Like I firmly believe that weight loss shouldn't be a struggle. And yet there are all these factors involved that keep us trapped, right? And so I just hope that these podcasts and my blog posts and what I'm publishing is of use and a good resource. So with that, let's dive in to today's topic. And that is time and pain or pain and time. And I'm going to be referencing a few insights from the late Alan Watts, who wrote the book, The Wisdom of Insecurity, uh, highly strongly recommended read. And I want to start off by posing this question or have you consider this idea, this concept of I'll be happy when, okay? And if you think about it, like the different moments in your life, I know for me, when I was doing this, I came up with this list of uh, I'll be happy when I'm graduated or when I get certified or when the kids are older, right? When the kids can be more uh, independent. <laughs> like right now I have my, my daughter, my oldest daughter. She is so close at being able to get herself fully ready in the morning before school. Like she can make her own breakfast. She can get herself dressed. She can brush her own teeth, but it's doing her hair. And she likes it in a ponytail. She has some pretty long hair. <laughs> we, we call her Rapunzel because she's letting her hair grow out and she can do it but there are these these phrase, you know, the, these hair strays where she likes to have me redo it. And it's like, she's so close at doing it by herself. And so it's like, oh, I'll be happy when she can just fully get, do everything on her own. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and the same thing, like I have a, a, a son and he's not quite there, but it's the same kind of concept. Oh man, it'll be so nice when, it'll be so nice when he can just do everything on his own. Or it's the um, another one that I came up with was, I'll be happy when we get into a home. Uh, we are we've become so accustomed to living into a townhome. Like we love it, but at the same time, I feel like we're ready for that that home stage. We love the the townhome because you get to be a part of a community, and usually that means you know other kids and everything that comes with it. But at the same time, you just kind of want your own space. You know what I mean? And I want to introduce this idea that we're constantly waiting to be happy until the future time comes 
that we've long expected or have tried to create. And yet when that moment arrives, how much of the time do we, you know, one, realize that it's arrived, and then secondly, take the time to enjoy that moment that we've just created, right? That allows us to build that future that we've been dreaming of, okay? Um, versus what I want to propose is where we've been trained and conditioned to constantly look for the future and to be in this constant preparing mode, right? We're constantly preparing to live one day when X happens versus being present and allowing ourselves to enjoy the moments as they come. Now, for those of you who are listening, who are married or who have been to a wedding, you know that there's a great deal of preparing that takes place, usually several months worth. And for the women listeners, your planning was probably years in the making, right? Including the venue, whether you're going to get married in a chapel or in someone's backyard, uh, the guest list, you know, who's going to be there, who's going to be the maid of honor, uh, the time of year, right? Is it going to take place in summertime, in the fall or winter? What, what kind of food's going to be served? Is there going to be dancing? And so the list goes on and on. And then the day arrives, right? All that planning comes together. The ceremony takes place. And then the couple, after doing some waves and head nods, they leave, right? They break away from the event to embark upon their honeymoon and to go do what married couples get to do, which is to have sex. They get to then celebrate with one another all of the planning and preparation that's taken place. Um, it's this, they prepared for this moment and are now taking the time to enjoy their unity together. And it's a beautiful thing. Now, I want to ask this question. At what other times in our life do we break away from the planning and the preparing to enjoy what we've just accomplished, right? Because my observation on this subject is that it's rarely done. Or if it is done, it's short-lived. Because we've conditioned ourselves to get into the habit of pursuing the next thing whether that's the next milestone, um, or it could even be like this underlying dread of how to pay for next month's rent, or what's going to happen with North Korea now, because they're constantly in the news, or the um, perpetual thoughts of saving enough for the future, right? And I remember feeling unsettled uh, within myself when I worked my corporate job for years, um, waiting for that next thing to come, right? And I was in the rat race of work, work, work for that next stage, for that next promotion, that next title, whatever it was. But when it came, it wasn't fully rewarding. You know what I mean? Because there was always something else. And it was almost like this void that couldn't be filled or quenched. And another way to think of it is, it's this placing our happiness in something that hasn't happened yet, right? Like our peace of mind largely gets tied into either remembering past moments that have happened, like these past experiences that we've had, 
and these future expectations, okay? But if you stop to think about it, like, do you see what's happening? Like, do you notice the pattern taking place about how we're not in this moment? Do you see that? We're not recognizing and being aware of all the goodness that's taking place around us, right? That's happening right here, right, right in front of us. And it's because we've conditioned ourselves, we've gotten ourselves into these habits of looking behind, like we get caught in the past or we get caught with the focus ahead of us, right? Which makes it difficult to be in the here and the now. Are you with me? Now, the same goes for dwelling on the past. So how much of the time are, is spent about you thinking about the past or about how much you would like to rewrite history if we could go back and do it all over again? Like in a very real sense, we're reliving the past today. And for a lot of us, it's causing present day pain and discomfort, right? It's causing us anxiety. Isn't that crazy to think about? Something that's said and done our thoughts and memories of how it happened and the replay of it all is what's causing us this present day pain and discomfort. Now, here's what I want to offer to those, you know, who are listening and that are having these epiphanies about yourself is to clean up your thinking about the past. And here's what I mean. It's to find those happy moments, those happy thoughts about the past that can bring you that peace and comfort that you're seeking, that you may not even realize that you're seeking. Now, I'm not suggesting like, don't think about those negative times in your past, rather it's shifting. It's, it's that what was something positive that happened because of that experience, right? And it's thinking and believing that it happened how it was supposed to happen because that's how it happened. <laughs> And it's breaking away from those negative thoughts, that negative thinking. And we know it doesn't serve you because oftentimes it creates that nervousness, that sense of anxiety, right? That doesn't serve you. It doesn't have you feel good. Like it's creating negative feelings within you. And that's how we start to clean up our thinking about the past. Now, regarding the future, I want to read a quote from Alan Watts and his remarks about the future. And he says, after all, the future is quite meaningless and unimportant unless sooner or later it's going to become the present. Thus, to plan for a future which is not going to become present is hardly more absurd than to plan for a future which, when it comes to me, will find me absent, looking fixedly over its shoulder instead of in its face. Now, just let that soak in for a moment. <laughs> Because this guy knew, he knows what he's talking about. And this is in the 50s. So what he's basically saying is the future we're working so hard to create, when it comes, it transitions so quickly to the past that we fail to embrace it, right? And to appreciate it and to live it. Isn't that crazy and mind-boggling? And yet we don't even realize we're doing it to ourselves. And that's why if you think about it, anxiety runs rampant in our society and in the world and that's why sleep apnea is increasingly prevalent in our homes whether that's with a spouse or a loved one or or with us 
And that's why I hope that today's message resonates. And it's a simple message that can bring much peace and, and comfort to your day. It's learning to enjoy the now, this moment, right? So that you can create happiness in each day. It's literally taking five minutes to yourself to just breathe, uh, doing a thought download, meditating, allowing yourself to feel your body, inhaling, uh, exhaling. It's being mindful of the sounds that you hear. And here's what I want to offer. We get addicted to feeling uh, these adrenaline rushes, right? And doing these activities that keep producing adrenaline. And that's why you see people who retire come out of retirement. So if you think about it, many people like with money, they understand much more about making and saving money than about using it and enjoying it because they fail to live because they're always preparing to live. Do you see that? So instead of earning a living, <laughs> they're mostly earning and earning. Have you heard that before? And it's like with my mom, like she's coming up on retirement here in the next several months. And I've been talking to her like, hey, what are you gonna do with your time? And it's one of those things where she's related to me about, you know, oh, it's going to be a great time. It's, it's kind of like that sensation, that, that feeling of, yes, I've made it. Now I'll be happy. Now I could relax and sit around all day or however you want to picture retirement. Now I'll have to, the time to do all those unfinished projects that I've been putting off, right? It's cleaning the garage or the basement room or organizing your photo album. <laughs> Uh, she's talked about traveling, right? And it's all that good stuff. And so when the time comes to relax, if you've noticed, like they're not able to do so. Now for my mom, I hope that she's fully able to do that. Now she's planning to retire um, and do some traveling. She's even talked about doing some travel nursing because she's she's been a, an RN for the last 20 plus years for the VA hospital. So when the time comes to relax, these folks, they're not able to do so. Like, do you know of anyone like this? And if you think about it, these successful people who, who have done such a great job at building their careers, they get bored super fast and they're miserable when they retire because they can't handle it. And so they go back to work because it's too painful to sit in the present. I want to give you another quote from my friend, Alan, even though we've never met, but I like to think that we're good friends because he's taught me so much. <laughs> and here's what he said. If we are to have intense pleasures, we must also be liable to intense pains. The pleasure we love and the pain we hate, but it seems impossible to have the former without the latter. Indeed, it looks as if the two must in some way alternate. For continuous pleasure is a stimulus that must either reduce or be increased. And the increase will either harden the sense buds with its friction or turn into pain. A consistent diet of rich food either destroys the appetite or makes one sick. End of quote. And I want to close by saying time can be less painful. We can have less anxiety by stop focusing on the past and taking a break from that future goal by learning to embrace and appreciate what we have before us, you know, what we have done, it's what we have created. 
it's the now, it's being in this present moment. And with that, I want to say thank you for listening. Until next week, adios. Hey there, if you liked listening to this week's podcast, then you should check out my Elite Productivity School. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all of these concepts and apply them to your life. Learn more at jamescarpentercoaching.com forward slash enroll.